Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Prime Time. We start off with a special doctor's orders. There's a column today in the Orlando Sentinel that is trending on social media. A man named Jonathan Von Boskirk submitted the column that is titled, I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. He said that he and his family went to be immersed in the experience of Disney and they want to forget about reality for a minute and totally lose themselves in Disney. But as they now allow their workers to express themselves with their hair and their tattoos and their clothes and they remove characters they deem offensive from the rides in the park, he says that all he thinks about while he's there is politics when he goes to Disney and that they are about to lose him and his family as customers. The left seeks to politicize everything and they know that the earlier a person is indoctrinated, the more power they have over that person. You see, the left is all about power. Don't forget that. The left is hell-bent in shoving politics into every arena of our lives to further their own power. But they especially enjoy politicizing things that we enjoy cartoons, sports, theme parks. The left wants children to be unable to escape the indoctrination and to catch them when they are mentally unaware that they're being indoctrinated. This is part of the psychology. School, children's televisions, uh, children's television programs, sports, theme parks, everything must be used as a tool to psychologically indoctrinate people and especially children. The left wants to create an army of Greta Thunbergs. Greta Thunberg lives a miserable childhood. You can tell by how angry she is all the time. She believes the world will be destroyed within only a few years thanks to evil adults who have messed everything up. The left wants every child walking into Disney to be as miserable as Greta Thunberg. Terrifying thought. The left doesn't care that they steal the innocence of childhood away from these young people. Last night I spoke to Jack Brewer and Kim Klasik about how children's lives are destroyed in the inner cities because of leftist policies. Children have, have lost their lives and had them destroyed before they've ever had a chance to excel in so many cases, but the left doesn't care. The inner cities vote 95% for leftist candidates. They don't care that they destroy the lives of minority children as long as they preserve their power. And this has been evidenced again and again and again. But that's not enough for them. They want to destroy childhood for every American child. The indoctrination is more important than anything else. Disney must bow down to the left. The MLB, the NBA, the NFL, they must bow down to the left and shove a leftist message into the face of all their fans. Schools must teach children that they're inherently racist just because they exist, right? Children must have leftist messages shoved into their faces through children's television and movies. The indoctrination, indoctrination must be everywhere a child looks. Childhood must be destroyed and rather 
filtered through the eye of leftist policies. The power grab will not be complete until every child is as miserable and angry as Greta Thunberg. We laugh when we hear young people talk about the stress in their lives, but the left, they love it. They enjoy the fact that children worry that the world will be destroyed in a few years if they don't go home and tell their parents how they should live. USA Today posted this story yesterday about young people suffering from eco-anxiety. Therapists today are seeing young people come to them with worries that the earth will be uninhabitable by the end of their lifetime or even in the next few years. They haven't been around long enough to have actually witnessed 50 plus years of the left in their fake science and their scary predictions that literally have never come true. And that's one main reason why children are so easily indoctrinated. They have no experience to base the lies of the left upon. My doctor's orders for you tonight is to hold your children close. Homeschool them if you can. Private school them if you can't homeschool them. Tell them the truth about the left and their fake science that they've been peddling for decades. Watch this show every single night. And if you missed last night's show, go back and watch it at realamericasvoice.com because we gave you all the facts and all the lies. We laid them out from the last 50 years. And you can show your children last night's show and this segment from last night, and you can lay it out for them, all the lies that Greta Thunberg doesn't know about when she's telling you that they need to be afraid and eco-terrorized, because guess what? They don't. Let your children be children. And that's my doctor's orders for tonight. Coming up, is the beginning, is this the beginning of the mob rule era in the United States of America? And has due process been sacrificed to keep mob rule at bay? I will ask Rudy Giuliani about that up next. America's mayor and Caitlyn Jenner announced plans to run for governor of California. Is there a path to victory for Jenner? We're going to lay that out for you. And that and more coming up right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. You stick around. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, this week we witnessed what I consider to be a sham trial. We saw it occur right here in our United States of America. A mob surrounded the Hennepin County Courthouse in Minneapolis during the Derek Chauvin trial, demanding the jury find the officer guilty of the murder, of course, of George Floyd. The defense asked for a mistrial and cited multiple reasons why the trial was not fair, and the judge seemed to agree. But the trial continued until a guilty verdict was handed down. The jury knew an angry mob gathered outside. The jury was bombarded every day, just like we all were, with inescapable news updates on the trial. And the jury was aware that the city paid a settlement to the Floyd family before the trial even began. But the sham trial was allowed to continue. It was easy to deny Chauvin a fair trial and due process. He's not a sympathetic character, really not at all. The video of him kneeling on Floyd was damning. But Chauvin still deserved a fair trial under our Constitution, just like every American deserves a fair trial under the Constitution when they're on trial. Here to discuss a great legal mind and 
the mayor of New York City from 1994 until 2001. The one and only Rudy Giuliani <laughs> Mayor. Thank you so much for being with us today. Great to have you here. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Now, Mayor, it was easy for the leftist mob to deny Derek Chauvin due process. No one cared to come to Chauvin's defense. He wasn't a sympathetic character. But it doesn't matter. Even Chauvin should have the same rights as the rest of us because, as they say, there before the grace of God goes anyone, left, right, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. We still should all have due process. And it doesn't look like Derek Chauvin was ever going to be given due process. Do you agree with that? Well, I think that the initial decision not to move the trial out of uh, Minneapolis to some other part of the state or maybe even to another state and uh, to not sequester the jury uh, almost ensured that something like, uh, well, ultimate, the ultimate thing was, was Waters who went there and basically threatened the entire city and the jury that if they didn't come back with a murder conviction, there would be more confrontation. Well, there had already been six days of burning the city down. I don't know how much more they could have done. So, um, and there were, you know, you mentioned a, a number of other very prejudicial things that happened during the course of that. So I think an appellate court's going to have a hard time with that. But the appellate court is going to have the same fear Imagine if the case gets reversed, Jenna, what would happen? I mean, uh, oh. courts shouldn't courts should not react that way. My my I mean, but my view is the judge makes the decision. And if God forbid we have a riot, well, then we have to deal with the riot. Because yeah. if we start if we start caving into mobs, America's gone. We might as well just declare ourselves a socialist dictatorship. It's all over. It really is scary to think where our justice system has gone. Oh. And I, you know, the mob took credit for this, Mayor. The mob said, and so many of the socialist Democrat politicians have said, it's because of us that this trial went the way it went, that it was the summer of blood and riots that caused the jury to find Derek Chauvin guilty. They've taken credit. Rudy, so I'm sorry, I shouldn't call you Rudy. I should call you Mayor. We're friends. You call that me Rudy, to me please. Sometimes in my head. <laughs> um, you but, call me Rudy. Really, I, you're so sweet. But the, but they've I taken like Rudy credit. <laughs> okay, they've taken credit, and 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 the bottom line is whether or not whether or not they can actually be credited with that decision made by the jury. It really doesn't matter because all that the mob heard was that their summer of terror exacted on this country was responsible for that decision. And, and that means that whenever there's something that is perceived to be you know, undertaken by the likes and the ilk of the Jesse Jacksons and the Louis Farrakhan's of the world, right, hopping on their jets to go make a lot of money, by the way, there's a lot of money involved here. Don't forget that. Don't forget the, the BLM mansions, right? Don't forget the private jets that they fly to these events on. Don't forget the settlements that come out of the civil trials, Mr. Mayor. Um, millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars that go to these families and then are put into the coffers of the Jesse Jacksons and the Louis Farrakhan's and the BLM's and the Democrat politicians. And that 
is why these people espouse these ideas. It has nothing to do with actually caring about minority lives, Mr. Mayor, because if it were the case that they cared about them, they would be doing something about the 26 dead people in the city of Chicago last weekend, the little girl that died in the McDonald's drive through last weekend, Mr. Mayor. They'd be doing something about the astronomical murder rate that only increases when they cause these problems that decreased, by the way, under the, gui under the guidance of the leader, Donald J. Trump, but increased under Obama, increased under the Biden administration. But they don't care, Mr. Mayor, and the evidence shows it. So what do we do about this? Well, we have to do exactly what you're doing, Gina. We have to speak out. We can't let it just go by without uh, talking about it. We have to be willing to have them call us racist, knowing that we're not, and they are. Uh, because we have to... We have to we have to fight our way through this. I don't mean violently. I mean by uh, by calling people's attention to it. It's, it's similar to uh, the whole idea that we, we will never have another Holocaust if we constantly point out at the beginning of, uh, of, of uh, prejudice and mistreatment, if we keep pointing it out and we don't ignore it. So what you're doing right now and a number of others who aren't subjected to the censorship is very, very important. The American people have to know that what happened over the last four or five weeks, and particularly in the last week, with what Waters did, is a complete attack on our rule of law. It's as if we are no longer a, a, a country of laws. We're now a country dictated by, uh, by left-wing Democrats. And also remember, Gina, this follows after Hillary Clinton got away with obstruction of justice and destroying her, her, her emails, and Biden got away with making $40, $50 million over the last 30 years by selling his office. And then they suppressed, as best they could, the hard drive, which, by the way, I happen to have. And um, I can probably tell you chapter and verse on all the bribes that uh, Biden received over the last 30 years through his son, his brother, his other brother and his sister-in-law. But you know, Mayor, here's the thing. They always get away with it. They got away with their lies about Russia collusion. They got away, look at all the lies that Bill Clinton got away with. Look at all the lies that our own John Solomon exposed about what just Obama got away with. Look at all the lies that we saw all the way through the Obama administration. Look at Benghazi, for goodness sake. Look, I mean, the list goes on and on. Look at the lies that you uh, and, and the Trump administration exposed all the way through the Trump presidency. And, and there's never, ever any reprisal. It feels like that if you're a conservative. And, and, then, and then you look at the way the left is criminalizing conservative speech and thought. And, and, and if you're a conservative, you feel like at any given day, you're going to be the one who's put on trial. I don't know of any leftists who've been banned from airlines, but a lot of us on the right, myself included, have been banned from airlines. I can rip through names from you, uh, for you of, of many conservatives who've been deplatformed, who can't fly on airlines now by name. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, we've been called all sorts of names for our beliefs um, that, you know, and, and, and yet, 
most of us are the most law-abiding, constitutional-believing citizens that you could ever want to know who want nothing more than the rule of law applied equally across the board, and yet we feel like we have the mob waiting outside our house, um, and, and we will be denied our due process, have our rights taken away, what do we do? What are the answers at this point? Yes, you know, we can shout it from the rooftops, but it, it, it sometimes does feel, Mr. Mayor, like we're running out of answers. Uh, here, the, the problem is that they control 75, 80% of the communications. So it's actually remarkable to me when I represented the president during the impeachment that we had well over 50% of the people eventually that felt that uh, there was no Russian collusion. I don't know how they got yeah. that information. Every, every day the New York Times would tell another lie or the Washington Post. Or, and uh, most of the things that we were pointing out, there may be three networks that would cover it at most, four, maybe three or four newspapers. So uh, uh, I, take some, I take some solace in that because it's remarkable that we can get to 50%. 51%, 52% with the censorship that we have. So we must be doing a good job. And now I'm talking about people who uh, communicate on radio, on television. We must be doing a pretty good job of getting to people. And we have to keep doing that because, I mean, the, the, the culmination, the first one, will be the 2022 election. I mean, we have to take one of those houses back so we can stop him from moving us very, very quickly towards uh, socialism. And they're trying to move us to becoming a one-party country. HR one is a is a total abomination. I mean, it it would yeah. mean that yeah. it would mean that you could send in a paper ballot, and we wouldn't know who sent it in. You could send yeah. in a thousand if you were. I mean, it's it's, it's 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 absurd. So we we need to get one of the two houses back, if not both. And then of course yeah. we got to get the president back. And I hope the American. I hope we're getting through to the American people. I hope that they're beginning to see what's going on. I mean, it's so obvious, you really have to close your eyes to it not to see it. Yeah, I, I think one of our best advantages probably is that um, they are trying to do too much too fast because they are so desperate, because they do know, I think, Mr. Mayor, that they cannot get, they cannot win the minds and hearts of the American people without cheating. I want to go back to the, for a moment just to the effort to smear the police. On the same day that that guilty verdict was handed down against Derek Chauvin, a Columbus, Ohio police officer shot and killed 16-year-old black teen, Makia Bryant, and the body cam video was released, and we have all seen that video by now, and this is being conflated with the Chauvin verdict, as you would expect. They say the officer who shot and killed this young woman, uh, who was about to stab another woman with a knife, is the same as Chauvin, but this is different, isn't it? Tell us how. 100% different. That the police officer who did that should actually get a medal for saving the life of the young girl who was going to be killed. What was he supposed to do? Watch the young girl get stabbed? Of course he did. He did exactly what he should do. He saved a life. I mean, yeah. uh, he, first of all, they were called there because of an attempted uh, stabbing. So... The idea that they were going to look for someone black to shoot is a total lie. I mean, they were called there, I'm, I'm sure, by a, a person who was black, who was afraid of what was going to happen. So the, the police are brought into the black community, most often by black people, 
who were calling them to come and save them. That's what happened here. They got a call. There's a stabbing going on. They didn't, they didn't well, they... voluntarily say, let's go find her and shoot her. And then when they arrived, two people are coming out the door. One is running away from the other. And the one in the back has a knife and starts to lunge toward that person. And the police officer said, get down, get down. Gave a warning and then did, did what a police officer has to do. Protected the life of the person running away. So to try to make this into some kind of even misconduct is, is, is just absurd. But if a police officer can't do that, then the police officer just becomes an observer. He can watch us get shot and then come pick up the body. And I think, you know, we're just going to see as they continue to defund police officers in these bigger cities. Unfortunately, the result of that, as you know, is going to be more minority deaths. And that is one of the sadder parts of this, as the very politicians doing this bring on more security for themselves and surround our capital for politicians with more security as well. The irony is just overwhelming. If they want to know how to uh, prevent crime, perhaps they should ask the mayor of New York City, who did a fantabulous job of actually cleaning up that city and making it, uh, taking it from zero to 60 in no time at all, as you did, uh, Mayor Giuliani. But um, I want to ask you one more question before I let you go, because uh, sure. I, I know I recognize that bamboo photo frame behind you. I know exactly where you are. And in fact, you were supposed to be in studio with me today, but you have a you got a, a busy as meetings will happen here in Palm Beach. I know how that goes. You are in Palm Beach. And one of the advantages we have here in Palm Beach, having a show that is broadcast out of the freest state in the nation, is uh, that we get to know who's uh, coming in town. And sometimes I see you over at Mar-a-Lago. So you are in town having some fun meetings and I wouldn't be a real reporter if I didn't ask you if I could report on anything you can tell us about what you're doing here this week. Well, I'm, I'm relaxing, but I'm also doing my radio show and my podcast from here this week. And, uh, and then I went over to uh, lunch at, uh, at the Trump golf course. I saw the president for a bit and I was just amazed at how well he looks and how he seems so relaxed, although very concerned. I mean, uh, also, like us, very concerned about the country. Um, yeah. In a way, we expected this, but then again, you almost don't expect it. I mean, I've never expected to hear the, the president of the United States say that our, our law enforcement all throughout the country is systemically racist. He's also said America is systemically racist. What is he talking about? I mean, this is, this is a country that elected Barack Obama, the country that yeah. elected ha Harris. Uh, why, why do they want to attack America so much and attack America with lies? Sure, we've done things wrong, but we're the only country that really corrects it. <laughs> we fought a civil war. We lost more people during the civil war than any war in our history. And uh, we did it because a large number of Americans found slavery to be an abomination. So, I mean, we're not a perfect country, but we're a lot better than any other country. And why they can't say that, why they can't begin by saying, this is the greatest country on earth. We're very lucky to be here. We do have some problems we have to fix. But instead of that, they just attack us. And I, I can't imagine, except if you have a very warped view of society that anyone really thinks this country is a racist country 
that is crazy. Look, China is a is China has three million people in concentration camps, and LeBron James, who actually asked for the police officer to be attacked, you know, does business in China. That's yeah. that's a that's a country that's that is engaged <laughs> yeah. in genocide, not just racism. Great points, great points, all of them. Well, I can I can feel your heart in all of that, and I know that yes, our president does look very well. I saw him last night at dinner; he looked fantastic. Uh, but our country is really in disarray, and it is. Oh, we miss him. Yo, <laughs> more than we, we thought. Ever. More yeah, than I mean, we thought. That's than all I, I hear from people. You know, I I assumed it, it, it was going to be bad, which is why I fought so it, hard to get him elected. But I honestly, Gina, I would not have, I, I could not have predicted some of the things that Biden has I couldn't have predicted what he's done to the border. I mean we we've got we now the now the cartels on the border make more money with the sex trafficking of the young girls than they do from narcotics. Terrible. I mean it's it's, it's, it's an outrage across the border and the fentanyl coming across the border that our president had almost put a stop to is coming over yeah, in, you, in just absolute, yeah, it's just, it's terrifying. Mayor, I, I've taken enough of your time. I know you have important uh -huh. meetings to get to and some golfing. And so thank you so much for being with us thank today. You. And uh, thank you we'll very look much. forward to seeing you around job. town. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So do you. More Dr. Gina primetime coming at you right after this. Stick around. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Big tech is a big problem, and as big tech clamps down on voices that they don't approve of, new sites keep popping up. But the tentacles of big tech are far-reaching, and they can shut almost anyone down that they perceive as a threat to their monopoly. But there are people out there who are working in tech to preserve your free speech from being squashed by the big tech tyrants. Jeff Green from CloudHub is here with me now. Jeff, great to have you in studio. And I just can't tell you how much I appreciate everything you and your company are doing, um, in particular today, to preserve free speech. It's so vital. And, um, and we've seen a huge uptick in your company, especially since the election and since the deplatforming of so many conservatives, most especially, 45, right? Yeah, Tell us about that. We saw the president be taken off of Twitter, Facebook. They won't even let his voice be heard on Facebook right. anymore. We've seen others, Rudy Giuliani, um, General Flynn, Sidney Powell. If, if they don't like your narrative, they shut you down uh, so that they can impose their view of the world on us. And it's important that we have alternative sites, and that's why I was proud to present CloudHub and give people an option. And it really isn't just an option. I think my particular preference is CloudHub, and I and I joined early. And part of my reason for joining was because it really isn't just a Twitter emulation, or I don't know some of the some of the platforms I've gone on are like they're like a slow version of Twitter or like a bad version of Twitter. Um, but yours, it's sort of like Twitter, but it's also sort of like 
Facebook and it's sort of like LinkedIn and those are the predominant ones I was using before and I'm still on them because I feel like I have to be for this show, <laughs> for this audience. Um, but also, um, your platform also really um, avails itself to forming groups and um, but what I think I like the most about it and I think that is so important for from your platform and if others decide to rise up is that you're very transparent about what the parameters are on your site. So you're not going to get banned unless you tell uh, us. Absolutely. Well, well you're right. Uh, our platform is a broader platform. It's not a Twitter alternative. If you were to read the paper this morning that Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube had merged, that would be fairly significant. And that is what CloudHub is. Yeah. Like you said, we have groups like Facebook. We have discussion timelines like Twitter. And we have video like YouTube, but we'll have much more coming. We have a civic hub where people can interact with the decision makers at the federal, state, and local level. We'll have a faith hub where people can share and celebrate faith, but we'll also have an education hub, entertainment hub, sports hub, business hub, finance hub, everything that impacts our life, we're going to connect you to, right? It's social media that actually serves us, enriches our lives, and improves and enriches society. As far as the uh, transparency that you talked about. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Part of the problem people have with Twitter and, and Facebook and others is it seems like one day the rules are this and the next day the rules are that and it applied to this group of people one way and another group of people a different way and we're very transparent and we use artificial intelligence to implement that and uh, so we have certain, you know, first of all you're free to speak on any issue on our platform. We're not going to say you can't talk about this or you can't talk about this side of an issue. You're free to speak on every side of an issue on CloudHub, and that's what people want. But we do prevent uh, incitement of violence or hate on our platform, and we use artificial intelligence to do that. And it's very uh, clean, and, and people like it. It's very fair to everybody. But they did try to shut you down. Tell us about that. Well, of course, they're always trying to <laughs> shut people down, right, yes. if, we, if you don't tell the line. So uh, we did, after the election on November 6th, IBM, which hosted our video channels, uh, took all our channels down, didn't give us any advance notice, just simply took them all down. Uh, they eventually put up some back, but kept some down. And it was essentially the people who cr criticized the election results got taken down, which is just stunning, right? IBM, it's almost worse than YouTube because with YouTube, at least they give you warnings. And they, they take selective channels down, but they took all channels down. But, however, uh, and, and in fact, your channel was one of those that was taken down. It, 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 how do they take down a channel like yours? Um, but what we did is we fought back and we built our own uh, video hosting system, and now we are completely independent. And we don't have to worry about somebody putting their thumb on us anymore. Which also really sets you apart from the pack. Uh, yes. that you do own your own technology so that the some of the big tech companies that are in collusion with some of the platforms that have been particularly um, particularly biased against certain groups of people um, they aren't able to to disable you because or to deplatform you because you do own your technology which I think is really important tell us about your growth well, we have seen incredible growth. You know, after the president was taken down, I think that, you know, for a long time people thought, well, it's, Facebook is, you know, this or that, or Twitter is this or that. But when they took the president down, it really showed them how serious the censorship is. And, and they, I think that was enough to make them want to start to move. And, and they did come over in, in great numbers. We've seen two and a half million people join us in the last three months. Um, 
and and people are more you know before they were resistant to moving and because they're comfortable with those platforms but when it gets it's just like a relationship when it gets so bad you know you can't take it anymore you, you move and that's how yeah. it is on Facebook or Twitter yeah. it's like a bad relationship right we stay there because it's comfortable and we know it yeah but, but boy it's, it's abuse right yeah. they're they're silencing our voices they're invading our privacy and they're really very unhealthy for us and our children yeah, it really is interesting because, you know, you hear about all this, this stuff on TikTok. And then today, uh, you know, we're reporting on this show that TikTok is actually recruiting uh, people to kids to go over to Mexico to work with the coyotes to do their crimes. It's just it's unbelievable. We've got to get our kids off of these platforms that are literally willing to to take our children and do horrible things with them um, and, and move them to platforms that are all about free speech and uh, not biased and not partisan and, uh, and willing to let people, you know, really live and express themselves in the ways that I think social media was designed to do. Or, or intended to do, right? Like most of social media today is all about look at me. I got this many likes, this many follows, and, and they've missed an opportunity. My reason for creating CloudHub was to change that dynamic, to actually create a social media platform that brings us together and empowers us to address the issues that impact our, our lives in our communities, society, our freedoms now, and our country. And, and that's the real focus of social media, sh what it should be, mm -hmm. is, is giving us, you know, bringing us together and giving us that ability. Yeah. Well, I can sure tell that you're growing because now when, when I post my things on Cloud Hub, I'm getting a lot more responses and it's, it's just, it's, it's very vibrant and very exciting to be on there. Tell people how they can get involved. And I know that also you're a growing company. I don't know if you're taking investors or things like that, but tell people how they, all the ways that they can get involved because since you are new, people might want to be involved at that level because I have a feeling big things are happening. Big things are happening, and uh, thank you. Uh, so to, to get onto CloudHub, go to www.cloudhub.com. Uh, if somebody was interested in investing, we are doing a seed round, and they would be, uh, could contact us uh, at that address as well, www.cloudhub.com, and we'd be happy to talk to them about it. All right. Jeff Brain, CloudHub, doing great things, changing up, creating real infrastructure not like joe biden's that's tax funded and is all about welfare but real infrastructure that's going to benefit our ch children in the future thanks for being in studio with thank us you today. for having me it's all always right. great god bless all right and more dr gina primetime is coming at you with more stories see we have good news it's not all bad news we have good news like jeff brain and cloud hub CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, last night I appeared on Laura Trump's show, The Right View, and you can find links to that on all of my social media at Real Dr. Gina mostly. And this one has stayed up for a few hours, so maybe the social media censors are asleep this time. So go check it out before they take it down. I don't know. And the last few times we have tried to post these, social media has banned them. 
Uh, anyway, Caitlyn Jenner in the headlines today. Jenner announced a run for governor of California on Twitter, and everyone has their opinion on this. Here with me now with their thoughts, the hosts of Grow Up Live, Robbie Starbuck and Landon Starbuck. All right, guys. Um, we are trying to figure out the plural of Starbucks, and we haven't figured it out. When we have two Starbucks together on the show, we can't figure out if it's Starbucks's, Starbucks, Starbucky, Starbucky. We don't know. So if anyone knows that, you let us know on our social media because we are really curious about that. But anyway, all right, guys. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger pulled it off, and uh, Jenner may have the name ID to do it. So I just have to get your thoughts. What do you think? Well, you know, I think something that a lot of people don't understand in politics is that name ID is so important. So if you just said raw political, you know, question, does Caitlin have a chance? Absolutely. A very good chance, actually, especially with the way that that state is struggling right now in every way and how angry the residents are. My question, though, and I think the question Republicans should be asking since Caitlin is running as a Republican is, you know, is Caitlin going to advance conservatism? And I don't know that the answer to that question is yes, because my theory is, and what I would like to see, is for Caitlin to come out and to full-throatedly come out against the transitioning of children. Because there's one thing I have to say, and be very blunt about it, the Republican Party has very few non-negotiables. One of them needs to be this non-negotiable, we will not accept transitioning children from one gender to another. When you're 18, that's your decision, what you do, but we are not going to impose something that is what I consider child abuse to transition a child when their brain does not have the capacity to make a decision like this. This is a lifelong decision with lifelong impacts. And so if, if, if Caitlin would do that, I would maybe have you know a different, a different idea about how this could end up. But my fear is, is that Caitlin could advance you know, some ideas that push the party leftward. It's also important to notice that, you know, transitioning children is really a Trojan horse for revoking parental rights and having the state supersede parental rights. Just like, um, you know, health care is being used as a guise to get us to accept trans rights. Now, what happens to parents uh, who refuse uh, health care to their children? You know, and very interesting on both of those thoughts, and I know you guys do tend to focus a lot on parental issues, and so naturally that would be your question, but I'd like to know, too, uh, what her thoughts are, and I'm sure she would be asked some of these questions if she actually runs, on taxpayer-funded transitioning, um, you know, for example, for prison inmates, because uh, I think right now uh, those sorts of things are covered uh, under the California Penal Code, so I would like to know if that would change um, if she were governor um, I guess we're calling her she at this point, although I still am tripping over those sorts of things. But anyway, uh, you know, maybe it's my generation or maybe it's just my, I, I don't know. These sorts of things, this is just all still, I'm catching on to this. I, I, I spent seven years in California and guys, I'm still not, um, I just still don't get all my he, she and all that stuff uh, when this all goes down. It's still hard for me. Anyway, guys, this Caitlyn Jenner story was talked about on The View today and the viewers noticed that Joy Behar repeatedly referred to Caitlyn Jenner. Apparently, I'm not the only one with some problems here, as he and him. Oh, you can't do that if you're Joy Behar on The View. Watch this. Yeah. Sonny, he's got this guy, Brad Pascal, uh, running his campaign. What do you think about that? I mean, that guy was, uh, was accused of using uh, campaign funds to enrich himself. What? That's who's running his yeah. campaign, or her campaign, rather.
that was a weird uh, yeah so she so she's talking about Brad Parscale not Brad Pascal but anyway um and that would be Brad uh, Donald Trump's data guy as you know who also uh for a period of time ran the Trump campaign uh and there were some newspaper articles about that uh, as as she referred to there but she did call uh Caitlyn Jenner uh him and he uh, through various parts of the view today your thoughts about that well, you know, I, I honestly, you know, I'd love to just hammer the hypocrisy, but um, on this one, I'm going to give her a pass because I think that a lot of us struggle with this. I've actually chosen myself to just refer to their name um, if they're, you know, saying that they're transitioning because the rules change so often that I feel like the safest <laughs> thing to use their name and refer to them that way. You're not offending anybody and you're also not, um, you know, I guess violating your own belief systems if you're you know say a religious person who doesn't believe that this is something that you should you know forwardly help advance in the way that you communicate with people you know using the name is sort of the most respectful way about it i think yeah and and i guess that's what we'll try to do anyway i want to switch topics over to the feud going on now between President Trump and NBA star LeBron James. President Trump released a statement telling LeBron James that he needs to focus on playing basketball after LeBron tweeted a picture of the Columbus, Ohio police officer who saved the life of a young woman by shooting and killing a knife-wielding attacker. But since the knife-wielding attacker was a 16-year-old black girl, then the officer is now being smeared, as you can imagine, by the left as a racist. Your thoughts? going first, I guess, to you, Robbie. Yeah, you know, I would say this is very clear. If this was LeBron's kid who was at the other end of that knife and they were in danger of being stabbed, he would have a very different view on this, okay? Mm. Um, I, or at least I hope he would, or that makes him a horrible father because any dad in America yeah. or mom in America, you ask them if their child was at the other end of that knife, what do you want the officer to do? You want them to shoot every single time to save their life. Apparently there's some people here who are still confused about how deadly a knife is, okay? And what's interesting about that is the people who are confused about it are the same people who rail on AR-15s and think we shouldn't have the right to, to own them. So newsflash to those people, knives kill more people than AR-15s every year, every single year, not just by a little bit, by almost four times, okay? And, and actually, you know what, that's including all rifles, not just AR-15s, all rifles, okay? Knives kill more people, almost four times as much. So I think that there's a lot of hypocrisy here. And I know one thing that we were talking about before we came on is the impact with China. Oh, it's just interesting that LeBron has so many things to say all the time, tweeting about, you know, woke stuff, or basically uh, aligning all of his views with the CCP, and yet has nothing to say. He's happy to take his money and stay silent about the million Uyghurs enslaved in camps in China. Isn't that fascinating, too? Great, great point. Now, that tweet specifically from LeBron James said, you're next, by the way, with an hourglass emoji that I assume means his time is running out until the mob comes to get him, meaning the police officer. I wonder what would happen if someone tweeted, you're next, with a, with a picture of LeBron James. I mean, of course, you know, we won't do that because we know it would get us banned for life from Twitter. But LeBron can call for the killing of a police officer on Twitter, and apparently that's just fine. Is this a double standard, Landon? This is liberal privilege. I mean, I think Don Jr. wrote a book about this. 
This is different standards for different people on different sides of the political spectrum in America. And what's sad is this trickles down all the way to the school. Kids are picking up on this. They're picking up on these social exchanges, on these social norms, and we're going to see more division. There is no chance of uniting our country if our children at the cellular school level are experiencing this division day in and day out. But in his statement, President Trump called LeBron James out as a racist, Robbie, and said he was being divisive, nasty, insulting, and demeaning, and followed up with, he may be a great basketball player, but he's doing nothing to bring our country together. And guys, I really can't argue with it. You know, when these, when these mega stars like this are coming out and saying things like this, you have to question their motivation. I mean, are they, was LeBron, is there any way you can see, Robbie, that his goal was any sort of unity because there's no way this was bringing anybody together. Absolutely not. The goal is social unrest. It always has been. LeBron James is committed to this. You know, what's funny is in 2016, you know what LeBron used to say? He used to say all lives matter. There's actually a clip of him saying this, okay? He switched gears fast when somebody got in his ear. I don't know who it was, but he is promoting division, especially racial division and everything that he does in terms of the social direction of our country. There's no confusion here. He would not have done this if the officer was a black man, period. And that is a very sad statement to have to say that, but it's true. And it serves the purposes of the far left, and that's, that's, that's the goal here. All right, I talked about this, as you heard in my doctor's orders a little earlier. A fan of Disney World named Jonathan Van Boskirk submitted the column to the Orlando Sentinel called, I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience and it is true you know you go there and I, I remember this all started going back with um them wanting to impose certain tv personalities i remember the whole thing first was um what's her name who came out of the closet um darling girl with the short hair why, why can't i think of her name anyway um and and she who was it you remember robbie you know who i'm talking about Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, and they and they wanted to just put her front and center because she'd come out of the closet as gay. You know, fine, whatever, whatever Ellen wanted to do. But they wanted to push that at children, and I just I couldn't understand why that was so important to push at our children. And kids just want to be kids. They want to go to Disney and they want to have the Disney experience. But now you can barely have the Disney experience because there's so much politics pushed at you from every angle. And and I just wonder when the last time is if you all have taken your children to Disney and what your thoughts are on that. We won't be going to Disneyland. We are, conservative families like us are done supporting woke corporatism, companies that hate us, that quite frankly don't want us to have a place in America. They don't want a free America. They don't like our country. They don't like our freedom. They don't like our constitution. They don't like our police officers. They've made that abundantly clear. And there is a difference between cancel culture and canceled culture. Cancel culture are what we are. We are a product of being canceled, of being discriminated against, and we're gonna move forward and build exclusively our own ecosystems so that we can enjoy our lives and our, so can our children and they can be kids. So we will not be supporting Disney or any other woke corporations. We will find fun ways to build, to have fun, to go outside, to uh, you know, be in nature. We can find, have fun in other ways. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely another path for us as conservatives to create our own ecosystems. The reality is what you said in your monologue is exactly right. The fake woke left ruins everything it touches. In entertainment, yeah. they've ruined film, they've ruined TV, they've ruined music, they ruin everything they touch. They Movies, even now, yeah. 
You see Ben and Jerry's, you know, saying we need to defund police. They've ruined dish soap, for goodness sakes. Seventh <laughs> generation <laughs> dish soap. We're a little short in the show. So our dish soap. Yeah, exactly. All right. We only have a minute left in show, so I'm glad you're here for this because it's the end of the show and it's time for our meme of the day. Here we go. We see Congress pictured and it says a camera has caught looters in the act of stealing trillions of dollars. Quickly, guys, your reaction, guys, that looting may be legal, but it's still definitely looting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You just have to be rich and powerful to do it. There's This is the power of the meme and why memes are so amazing is they cut through all the BS and tell a story just perfectly. And that is exactly what our Congress is operating like under Democrat rule. And it will continue exactly. to do so back in 2022. Absolutely. Robbie and, 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 and I, Starbucks. I'm sorry, we're out of time, but love you guys. Thanks for being with us so much. And thanks to all of you for joining me tonight. Everyone here at RAV, hug your children, love your God, go boldly now and live the truth.